Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. The greatest gift of Christmas was a baby. That's what Christians have confessed for centuries. The glories of Christmas bound up in the little baby Jesus, wrapped in those swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. A hospital in Pittsburgh has a long tradition that reminds us of that great Christmas gift. And this year, they think it's more important than ever. University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine has a long-standing tradition of wrapping newborn babies as presents for their parents during the holiday season. Babies born in December are gift-wrapped and hand-delivered after their first bath and checkup. It's a small thing, but it means the world to so many. A reminder that family is a wonderful gift. For Christians, It's a reminder that our salvation depends on the birth of a baby. Jesus Christ, the greatest gift the world has ever seen. Swaddled in birth, swaddled in death. Now alive and extending grace to any who will receive him. I'm Charles Morris and we're continuing in a series that we started on Monday this week called Not Home Alone. Oh, there's no place like home for the holiday. That's Perry Como from the 1950s. Usually such a cheery song full of nostalgia and longings for Christmas Day to arrive so we can spend time with a family. This year, it sits a little differently. Home for the holidays doesn't sound so great to all of us this year, I must admit. But I'm blessed, and so are you. In Christ, we have every reason to celebrate, even if our Christmas isn't going to look like it typically does. Perhaps you're listening right now, you're feeling the loneliness settle in. Where you live might be feeling more and more like a punishment these days. Well, I'm feeling it too, along with my wife. But this week, here at Haven Today, we've been coming back to this solitary truth. If you know Jesus, you're never truly home alone. And here's his promise. I'm with you always to the end of the age. That's something that can lift your spirit even in unprecedented times. In a moment, we're going to hear a heartwarming story about debt relief. No, not a federal government bill. A local hero who shows us glimpses of our father's generosity. A story that whispers to us the deep truths of Christmas. It just happened last week but it brings us all the way back to the days of Jesus. And during this Home Alone Christmas season, I encourage you to stay around for hope and peace that's found in God's Word. And speaking of the Bible, I want to suggest two ideas that are Christ-centered and won't be forgotten even as we begin a new year. First, Phil Vischer's Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, the Gospel in 52 five-minute Bible stories. Phil created Veggie Tales, but his real passion today is to help everyone better understand the Bible and the story of redemption, all the way from Genesis in the beginning to Revelation at the end, the Laugh and Grow Bible. 
would make a wonderful gift to start the new year in God's work. But second, we still have in our warehouse, both in Canada and the United States, and we can send it out ASAP, the musical masterpiece Handel's Messiah. The lyrics are all from Scripture, all pointing to Jesus. This is music you can listen to year-round. I do it every December at my house, and it was originally written and performed for Easter. So for your support, and we do need your support as this calendar year draws to a close, I want to send you either the Laugh and Grow Bible for the new year or Handel's Messiah for any time of the year. The number to call after the program is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, take a look at some of the sample pages from the Bible, or listen to samples from the Messiah. And you can make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now let's start the program with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, and the Cambridge Singers, conducted by John Rutter.
coming out of Handel's Messiah, For Unto Us, an arrangement by John Rutter, recorded intentionally in a small English church so that the words could be understood more clearly from Scripture. Here in a haven today, almost a week before Christmas, and we're still in this series called Not Home Alone. Christmas time can be lonely. I've been saying that all week. But it's something that is on all of our hearts right now. Loneliness and isolation breed insecurity and anxiety, don't they? You might not be feeling it, but a lot of other people have experienced increased anxiety and depression this year. And the holidays don't make things any better. Now, please don't understand me. I love Christmas. Every Christmas for years, I've been reading the entire book of Isaiah. This year, my wife, Janet, joined me in doing that. It's an incredible journey through my favorite prophet. And I long for Christmas again every year just so I can read Isaiah. But that doesn't mean that Christmas isn't difficult. It is. It can be a difficult time of the year. And not just because of loneliness or troubles in families. Christmas can be a difficult time of year for your wallet. I've known families going into serious debt at Christmas and then spending the rest of the year trying to pay it back. The materialism and greed that you see at Christmas is a big problem. We just have to call that what it is, foolish. We shouldn't be maxing out credit cards just to make sure we or others we love get everything we want. We can love the Lord. We can be generous, of course, but we need to be wise with our money as well. But the holidays can also hit people hard who aren't being greedy. Working folks struggling to make ends meet without any extra spending. When the holidays roll around, decisions have to be made. And for over 100 families in Florida this year, there just wasn't enough to make ends meet. Gulf Breeze, Florida sits just south of the Georgia border. It's a small town, about 7,000. Median income, just over 60,000 a year. It isn't a wealthy town by any means. And when the holidays roll around, one resident takes note. Michael Esmond owns a business in Gulf Breeze. And since last year, he does his best to bless his small community. He gave just under 5,000 last year. This year, almost eight. He doesn't just pick random families and give away money. He reaches out, and he finds families who are really struggling, some who've lost their jobs, some small businesses being forced to close. For 114 families this year, it meant they didn't even have enough money to pay their electric bill. They were 60 days overdue. They were about to lose power for the holidays. And for Michael Esmond, that was heartbreaking. That really impacted me, Esmond said. It shows how bad things are. Some of us can't imagine what that must be like. And others listening are in that same very position right now. The holidays might be reminding you of how tough this year has been. Michael Esmond was cut to his heart, and he paid their bills. It's an act of generosity that breaks my heart. He didn't have to do it. It was a lot of money, close to $10,000. But he did it. It's generosity like that that reminds me of another generous act, 
a gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Just like those families in Gulf Breeze, Florida, we were in debt with no way to pay. John 3.16 lets us know what that debt was. We were set to perish. Time was running out. It was going to go dark. This was all we had to look forward to. But the Lord loved us too much to let us perish. So he sent Jesus to pay our debts, to make us whole, to bring into us and our lives the very light of heaven. Christmas is all about promises made, promises kept. It's also about debt relief. Remember the promise given to Mary when Gabriel, the angel, told her she was to give birth to the Messiah? You shall call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The Lord promised to save his people, and Christmas marks his keeping that promise. But it goes deeper than that, as it always does with the Lord. Let's go back to my favorite prophet Isaiah. He was commissioned by the Lord to preach to Israel, even though they wouldn't listen. The Lord sent him to warn Israel of the clouds of darkness and despair that were on the horizon. But in the midst of the gloom, Isaiah didn't leave Israel without promises. Over and over again, we hear the Lord break through with promises. But the promise I'm thinking of comes right at the start of the book. There in Isaiah 1, wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. That may not sound like a promise at first, but it ends with one of the most powerful statements in all the Bible. It starts with a call, a call for all of us, really. Turn back to the Lord, forsake your sin, and actually it's a call for all of us. Learn how to do right, seek justice. 2020 has taught me a lot, but something we have all seen is how important it is to be kingdom people, to live as kingdom people, people concerned about the oppressed, the orphans, the widows. Sometimes we hear justice, and our first instinct is to think about punishment. Pursue justice can sound like making sure those people get what's coming to them. But Isaiah reminds us that the Lord's justice may sit high, but it also looks low. And that's why I was so touched with the story of Michael Esmond in Gulf Breeze, Florida. He didn't know it, but he was showing us what the Lord's justice wants from us, to go out of our way to care for those in need. Now, we know Israel wasn't doing that. They were doing the opposite. In pride, they were using their influence and status just to enrich themselves. They were not taking care of the poor or the orphan or the widow. They were taking what little they had and keeping it for themselves. The church now and then was called to be a light. What a better time than Christmas 
to show what we really care about. But Isaiah's opening lines weren't just an opportunity to remind us of how far we have fallen. No one can hear those calls for justice and walk away satisfied with themselves. Isaiah left us with this promise. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Your sin is like scarlet. Think of the scarlet letter. It marks us as unclean, impure, even hostile to the Lord. It shows us who we truly are, sinners in need of grace. Our sins are red as crimson. We are all guilty, guilty of sinning against the Lord, of sinning against our neighbors. It's true, and we will never see what Christ has done as good news until we realize that his blood is on our hands. Our sin is red as crimson, but the promise for us this Christmas is that they will be white as snow, white as pure wool. Anyone with children knows how difficult it is to get stains out of white clothes and off of furniture. It seems impossible. But with the Lord, our stains are taken away. Our sin, which had set in and corrupted us through and through, marked us with the scarlet stain. Our sin has been made white as snow. And it all began with the Lord's first coming into our history, not as a warrior not as a conquering king, but as a baby, born to take the guilt of our sin upon himself, born to die in our place. The beauty of Christmas is knowing that Christ didn't stay in the manger. He grew up and he fulfilled his promise. Anyone who trusts in him has their sins wiped clean. No more guilt and no more shame. He's made us clean. Our sin used to isolate us from the Lord, but in Jesus Christ, with our sins washed white, we have been brought near. So we cling to the promise, and we remember He is with us. We are not, and we never will be, home alone.
This is Haven Today and a program called Not Home Alone. And that was the birthday of a king coupled with Hark the Herald Angels Sing, a medley sung for us by David Phelps. Christmas Eve is a week away. Exciting for most of us who've already done our shopping. But if you're still looking and you want gifts that can make an impact into a new year, I have a couple of ideas But I offer these in saying that your gift, whether for one of these gifts or whether just to make a kingdom impact, we would like to hear from you. Help us out to meet our calendar year-end goal this year. Well, first we have Phil Vischer's new Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, the Gospel in 52 five-minute Bible stories, Genesis to Revelation, 52 stories, written by the creator of Veggie Tales, pointing you and those you love to the gospel, found in all the scriptures. That's a great way to start a new year, reading one of these beautifully written and illustrated stories every week. Or you could also do it straight through when January rolls around. Second, we also still have Handel's Messiah, and we have plenty of copies sitting in our warehouse. Two CDs singing loudly lyrics from God's holy word pointing us to Jesus. It's not just a Christmas album. It was originally written for Easter. But if we can help you out, we'll send you the Laugh and Grow Bible or Handel's Messiah. And with COVID and snowstorms slowing down shipping this December, we'll do our best to send you either the book or the CDs to start you or someone you know, maybe a child in your life looking to Jesus in the year to come. Just call us right now at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, look at some of the sample pages from the Bible, listen to samples of the music, and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you make it back tomorrow when again we'll be sharing together this great story? It's all about Jesus and Christmas here on Haven Today.
here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's hard to describe the emotions you feel when your first child is born. More than anything, most new parents just want to hold their baby and to show their little person off to the world. Do you think that's how Mary and Joseph felt? Well, I do, but they were far away from home. Nobody knew them, so they must have been surprised to see a crowd of shepherds and to hear their tale about a surprise angel concert announcing the birth of their baby. But we know this. It all meant the world to Mary. Luke 2 says that all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And what about you? Are you treasuring Jesus in your heart today? Deepen your walk with Him through time in God's Word. Visit GetAnchor.com.